Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Jackie Evans. Jackie bowled collegiately at Monmouth University. She now is an assistant coach with Fairleigh Dickinson University. Well, Jackie, I want to thank you for being here today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right, Jackie. Well, you are a, uh, in high school, you remember the National Honor Society. You won junior gold, too, just a few years ago, qualified for junior team USA, Graduated from Monmouth with degrees in chemistry and focus in biochem, it looked like, and started a Ph.D. program at mm-hmm. University of Connecticut, assistant coach at Fairleigh Dickinson now, and recently crowned a PWBA regional champion down in Arlington. So my first question is, why such an underachiever? <laughs> <laughs> I've always had a lot of different interests in multiple areas. But um, I always loved school and science. is one of my favorite things to do. So I always keep that in the back. And I'm working on my degree still. But I also do dog grooming on the side. <laughs> oh, I love that. I tell you what, I am a dog lover myself. Oh, yeah. All the dogs. Love them so much. So let's begin with your um, with your regional. That was uh, that was probably the most of all the things Steve mentioned, or one of the most chronological things. Um, talk about that experience for you, because you had bowled all week down there at the uh, down at the training center, and then after everything, after the the dust kind of settled, they had uh, you guys had a PWBA regional event. You went you won that. Uh, what was that experience like for you? And then even even put put into perspective the, the you know the tournaments as well and 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 the week down there in Arlington for you. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a tough week. It was hard being because we all had to be in the bubble because of the coronavirus that's going on, and it was ran really great. Honestly, um, we bowled all week, and it, I had a, I struggled a little bit all week carrying. I couldn't couldn't find the right thing to match up to get big high games out there but I think throughout that whole time I was I was just making spares the whole time and <laughs> that was a lot of fun but I think the whole 18 games I missed maybe like three spares if that but I was lucky enough to be able to bowl the regional and in the beginning it wasn't going that great for me kind of like the same thing I had all week and then towards the end of the block I actually had two I had a 279 and a 278 that put me into the cut and it was just it was great to be able to bowl that event too and all the events out there and I'm just thankful that the PWA was able to do all of that for us. Yeah, that had to have been great to be down there and, and, and be competing again after, you know, there has been such a break uh, as far as the PWBA oh, yeah. schedule goes. And uh, you know, the one thing I thought was interesting watching that and I know of course with the uh regulations and stuff that they had to run in the tournament, but it had to have been almost like as far as environment and energy wise, almost like the complete opposite of what you would get or see in collegiate bowling, which is a ton of bowlers all in there and a ton of energy and excitement and just, you know, packed bowling centers. How do, how do you, how did you see that difference and how did you deal with that with it being, a you know, basically, I mean, there was just a couple of, uh, I think tour reps and such that were in the bowling center, but that was about it, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was it was extremely quiet. Like when I was blowing in um the stepladder finals for the regional, it was really strange not having anybody there, or, like anyone clapping or anything. I I think they had my friend um Elise there and she was clapping and cheering and everything like that as well as much as she could, but it was it kind of felt like we were just like practicing in the center alone. And the whole week we had just no one behind us, which was extremely different, especially after coming from um, college bowling where you have your whole team behind you the whole time. But it's like, it's not a bad feeling. I thought it was, you're able to keep your focus a lot more, I think, but it's also harder to bounce back when um, you have a bad game or a bad shot to not have those people behind you all the time. But I think it kind of teaches you a lot more about your game than I think a lot of people are able, able to experience in tournament play, which I thought was great. Yeah, can you talk about the the mental side of that? Because to me, that seems like one of the more challenging things is is how to deal with things on the you know your mental game and keeping your mental game where it needs to be. Whether you're a person who uses a crowd to kind of fire you up, or you're you know you have a, a cheering section behind you, or what have you, and now it's like you said, there's no one there. There's like very few people there. How was how did you handle that? And what was your thought going into the tournaments? And then regarding just uh, your mental game and, and, and things? Yeah, I was I was honestly very nervous about not having anybody there because you have to just solely rely on yourself. And you can talk to the tour reps here and there, but with only three people on a pair, you're bowling very quickly. So those conversations have to be super quick as well. And it was actually pretty difficult for me to be able to, you really have to trust yourself and focus on every shot and pay attention to what pair you go to because at the ITRC, the pairs are very different. Each each lane is very different from each other. And all week I was taking notes, trying to, after each day, figure out how I could be better the next day and the next day. But you, have, you just really have to stay focused. And after you have a bad shot, you can't get too down on yourself. And that was something I caught myself doing a lot. And Throughout the week, the progression of that got a lot better because I realized it. And I would have nice long pep talks with my boyfriend and friends afterwards. That would help a lot, too. But I think it honestly teaches you a lot about your own game and your own mental state and what you need to work on. Like, I know after the tournament, I took a bunch of notes to figure out what am I going to do next for the next tournament. And I think that was a great aspect to it. I'm glad you brought that up, though, Jackie. You were talking a little bit about the... Uh, differences from lane to lane and pair to pair. And at the ITRC, there's probably less difference there than maybe your average bowling center in America. And uh, when you do go around and when you're bowling, whether it's collegiately or whether it's at the national level like that, professional level, um, what type of advice, when you say you go to a pair and you see that it noticeably hooks a lot more or less earlier or later, um, trying to distinguish or kind of work your way through what kind of adjustments to make, whether it's a a ball change or a speed change or changing your axis rotation. How do you, how do you deal with that? Um, I think I'm always more of on the preventative side. So when I'm going to a new pair, I always make sure to at least have some sort of note of where the people were playing before me. And I think that helps a lot. Um, I also am preventative. I will always move like a board left just in case, because I'd rather see my ball two pin than go really high and leave it split. So that was something I did a lot during the week, but it was very interesting. Each each individual lane was very different from each other, which I'm surprised about. But throughout the week, we got to learn more and more about what each pair was doing. And actually, 9 and 10 was one of the hardest pairs all week for everybody, it felt like. And mm. all the TV shows were on that pair as well. So we all took notes on that. Mm-hmm. And like like um, 9, 
didn't hook as much as 10 or like right in front of the pins, it has a, like a little bit of like a spot where your ball's going to like burn up a little bit and you're going to 10 pin. And that pair was really hard to figure out, but throughout the whole week, we just, I know um, the storm reps and everybody, they would send us where everyone was playing on each lane and that made it a lot more helpful so we can be more preventative about it and just kind of not really play it safe, but have sort of an idea about what's going on with a pair that you're going to go to. And we also mentioned that you're an assistant bowling coach at Fairleigh Dickinson University. You pretty much must have started that almost right after you graduated. So how has that experience been for you? And then being so close to the to your your competitors, I'm sure that has to, you know, you're able to relate to the to the ladies probably really good and able to understand what they're going through. But how has that experience been from you? And what's probably one of the the biggest things you've learned in, in, as you're putting on your coach's hat. I mean, it's one of the best experiences I think I've ever had. It, I absolutely love doing it, and I love working with the girls. I mean, it could be a little bit challenging at times because we are close in age, trying to get them to focus and stay committed. But it also works in my favor because I'm able to calm them down and work through it because I've been through all of that recently, and I remember it like yesterday about how I felt. And it ha- it has really changed a lot for me in my own game because I'll be coaching them and I'll realize something, oh, maybe that's something I'm doing in my game. And I think my physical game and my lane play strategies have come so far, but I still definitely, I see other people's games a lot more than I see my own sometimes. And I think that's one of the difficulties of coaching is I know what's going on, but how do we make it happen? (laughs) And one of the hardest things too, sometimes as you're bowling is, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, 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 you're fine. Jump in there, but 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 seeing your seeing your own ball reaction as a bowler, sometimes it's it's easier to see it as a coach, isn't it? Yes, a hundred percent. And I can look at anybody there and be like, oh, you need to do this with that and that. But when it comes to myself, I question everything, and I don't see it as quickly. I, I work a lot with my boyfriend who drills all my equipment, and he sees things way before I see it for myself, and I see things for him as well before he sees it and like it's very it's a very interesting dynamic and I just think to having no one behind you besides the reps here and there makes a huge difference you have to be more self-aware of what you're doing and that was something that definitely has to be worked on and kind of noticed it more during this event and then would you say are you planning uh, as far as the PWBA when when things get back up and going is is it you're committed this full year is that how you're playing things or or what what's next for you on the horizon when it comes to bowling um well I definitely want to bowl as many as I absolutely can I know there's actually a couple coming up in my area in Ohio and New York and those are close to home which is gonna make those really great for me but I love visiting certain spots like um, California. And I've actually never been to Washington or Minnesota. They're like some of the, I think of like the four states I haven't been to. So I'm going to definitely try to make those happen. I'm hoping that everything with the COVID helps make it a little bit easier and more accessible to other players as well. So everyone can experience it, but I'm definitely planning on bowling as much as I possibly can. And then final question I've got for you, and just recently, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson women's team was uh, announced they're ranked uh, 20th as well in the, in the polls there. So uh, mm-hmm. what do you think is going to be the keys to the team as far as uh, maybe climbing up those rankings uh, in, in, you know, seeing the most success that you're going to be able to see on the lanes here this, this spring and winter here for the team? 
I think definitely learning to work together a lot more and understanding um, ball motion, I think, is something that's big. And just staying committed to every single shot and not be so down on yourself because your mental game is probably the biggest part of your game that always constantly needs to be worked on. You can have the best physical game in the whole world, but if your mental game's not up to par, then it doesn't, it's not going to match up for that day. But I definitely see them going up in the ranks. They haven't been able to compete at all since I think last January. So it's been over a year for them to even compete in any kind of tournament. So it'll be interesting to get them back on the lanes and see what's going on. But I know, a lot of new restrictions are in place and traveling and tournaments aren't going to happen as often until things get more settled with um, the pandemic. And speaking of the pandemic, then what is one of your biggest takeaways over this past year, almost now a year, you know, with, uh, with the pandemic and, you know, being on the lanes and off the lanes and on the lanes and all the restrictions, what, what are, what's a few of your biggest takeaways from you as a person, as a bowler, and then even, uh, just the the surroundings you're in and 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 just being you know out in at, on the lanes. Yeah, it, it's been it's been a really hard year. I wasn't able to get really to a bowling center because in the Northeast a lot of the restrictions are a lot more strict than a lot of the rest of the country. So I didn't have bowling from March till about probably I would say late October, and I wasn't able to really bowl at all. And I've only bowled one actual competition before coming to this event in January. So it was extremely difficult to not be able to compete as often as I wanted to. But I also think it was a good, a good breather to be able to figure out different things I needed to work on. Again, I know for me, my mental game has been something I've been working on a lot. And I feel that the pandemic kind of gave us that opportunity to learn more about ourselves and be with ourselves more. But it's, it's been interesting and I'm just really excited that we're able to compete again and get back on out on the lanes versus like for college bowling or even the professional tournaments. Well, and then, you know, based off of uh, that time off that hiatus and you come back out and win uh, right away in January, it looks like the time off. And like you said, focus on the metal game uh, didn't hurt you a bit. It might've even uh, maybe helped sharpen that focus a little bit. So congratulations on that. And just wanted to thank you so much for your time, uh, today uh it's been uh, enjoyable getting to know you just a little bit and sharing your uh, your knowledge and insight uh with the listeners so thank you so much jackie no problem thanks for having me